Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous! Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Down it. I don't know what the rundown is. What's up, nigga? Um, uh, well, from what's from, up, from, niggas? What's what, up? What's you up? Niggas, man? You niggas, man. man. What's up? I'm doing the youth preacher thing, man. Or <laughs> 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 they always say, "What's up, y'all?" Like, good morning. Is that? Okay. I want to hear y'all say good morning. Nah, for real. I just ain't talk to niggas. Niggas been DMP'd. Yeah, what's up, what's what's up, up nigga? You know what I'm saying? Welcome back. It's 2020. Black opinions matter. Still mattering. We've been here for, what's it, five years now? It's pretty amazing that we're still wow. here. Yeah. Think about that, man. We're, we're, we're one of the longest tenured podcasts out there, if you think about it. Um, nice. It's been five I, years? I don't know. I'm just making that shit up. Oh, I'm about to say, it's, I know it's going to be almost <laughs> three since that damn old ass tweet was replied to. <laughs> Nigga replied to my birthday tweet. I'm like, why is this shit coming up, bro? This was having a conversation okay, from 2017. First of, all, first of all, before we get the show derailed, somebody favorited it, so it showed up in my notifications, and I didn't bother reading it. And I was like, oh wow, look at the mean saying like really nice things about me and Trey. And so, so I said, oh, the pleasure's all mine, brother. <laughs> and the mean was like, what the fuck are you responding to a three year old tweet? <laughs> I really want. Anyway, to that was my, my real response. Why for years, dude? I, I really wanted to respond. I don't feel like that anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I thought people might take that the wrong way. So, but uh, yeah, man. So, what better way to start 2020 than to talk about uh, one of the the true greats being honored? Dave Chappelle retrieved the the Mark Twain. Uh, prize, which is basically the highest honor a comedian can get. They get it at the Kennedy Center. Um, and uh, the people who turned out for this event was uh, who's who of people in comedy and entertainment. Um, it, it really, I mean, it was, it was some heavy hitters out there. And also, sure. some, and also some people when I saw that, I was like, man, maybe I could have gone. That's, that's, that's the weird place I'm at in life now, where sometimes I'll look in the crowd and I see people, I'm like, should I have been there? Uh, <laughs> I, that's what I felt the other day with like Waz 
What? Did you get free shoes? It wasn't just yeah, you yeah, went? yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a free pair. Um, oh man! So Paul George had had uh, his unveiling of his new shoe, which, by the way, when Waz was posting the content, I replied, "Them shits look terrible." <laughs> which is great I, hate. <laughs> and then when I realized Waz got a free pair of shoes, I was like, "Ah, kind of wish I had been there." <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I uh, honestly feel like I mean, if you had walked up to that, you could have got in. Like I think they would have no. let you in. Hundred percent no, because I, I still go back to my experience from Charlotte All Star Game where I I sent it, uh, an albeit a late email, but kind of a very hat in hand, tail between my legs email to the people from stands who were sponsoring Dwayne Wade's Spades party, and I was like, hey guys, I know it's last minute, really apologize. I just want to know, it's just me. There's no plus one. I just you can squeeze me in, da da. And they ca- they replied to me in caps. The list is closed. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't All Star Weekend, and uh, let's face it, the, the, Paul George is nowhere near as famous as Dwayne Wade is, it's and it? um, uh, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, and put it like this: I mean, it wasn't like it was some open bar and amazing hors d'oeuvres and things of that nature going on. It's literally Paul George talking about the journey to the PG Four from Palmdale to Fresno State to yeah. now a Nike signature athlete and blah blah blah. And then they gave us shoes, and then they had an open court thing, which me and Mo left for. That was it. Yeah, I mean, like the shoe I would go like if you if you tell me the open bar or free shoes, I'm there. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, and to be honest it with beats. you, that's why I took the cab from all the way where I lived to downtown LA. I was like, I know I'm getting some sneakers, though. <laughs> it, beats, it beats that Jordan event where, like, remember that Jordan event where we went and they made a big deal in unveiling the jerseys for All-Star Weekend and da-da-da, and then they give you, they're like, oh, hold on to this ticket, you get a gift. And I'm like, guys, we about to get these Jays. This is amazing. This is so incredible. And they had display for all the Jays that were going to come out, all the retros and the special collabs. Like, yo, are we going to get, we going to get these off-whites? Are we going to get a hand in the ticket? And the ticket, they give you a bag, and in the bag was the All-Star jersey, and mine was Kobe. He's not even playing. He's not even active. What are we doing here? <laughs> but what I'm Yo, saying my, is yesterday's my favorite part of was like I'm good. Hey, the favorite part of you getting all these shoes, bro. You done got two pair of of hoop shoes. You gonna wear them with jeans? Uh, Paul George is for sure. I'm gonna try out the Westbrook. I don't know, like it's a it's a it's a funky design. My so nigga, I don't know you wear like, both of them shoes around me, my nigga. I'll be prepared to take a charge. I. <laughs> <laughs> I think you gonna be surprised by the Paul Georges. I, I've seen them. I've seen them months ago. I'm still not rolling, bro. Everybody's talking about oh how the glove walked so this shoe could run. I'm cool, bro. You know what they look like? They look like the type of shoes that are worn by people who wear shorts with a drawstring at the end of the pant leg. You know what I'm talking about, those shorts? I thought you was going to say people who wear ankle socks. No, no. The people people who wear... wear <laughs> who wear the shorts with the drawstring at the bottom, right where the the leg hole ends? Yes. That's what it looks like. You'd wear those with those. So that's that. Jerv's not on the call yet, but that was a big Philly thing and, and, and Baltimore thing back when I was <laughs> in college in like 0506. I remember the first time I met people from Baltimore. I was like, "Yo, y'all wear capri pants?" It was <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> they're like capri pants. Yeah, I can't wait for Jerv to get on the call. By the way, but uh. But but stick it to Chappelle. Like Chappelle gave a really funny speech and it was touching and he honored his mom and he talked about, you know, uh, how awkward it was to have been as a 14-year-old because his, his mom used to drive him to these comedy clubs when he started doing stand-up at 14, 15 years old. And he said she'd sit in the back and literally just like doze off until he would come up on stage and do his stuff. And then she'd drive him home. And this is in addition to having a full-time job as a teacher. And he said it must have been really awkward to have those conversations. You're like a little too many dick jokes tonight, son. <laughs> like to have this conversation with your right. 15-year-old son. But I thought the most important thing that he talked about was something we've talked about a bunch of times on this podcast, sometimes in reference to Chappelle and sometimes in reference to comedy as a whole is that his undying desire to fight for this art form of stand-up comedy, that it's, it, it represents 
truth in a way that you can't find anywhere else. And that people who get angry about things that people say on the, in the stand-up really don't get it. And he said, he, he, I'm, I'm going to look up the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of like, there's plenty of comedians that he objects to their content. But he said, as comedians, they have way more civil conversation and discussion about these different political or social viewpoints than people do in real life. And in some ways, it's almost like this is way more civilized than the way people either talk about it or avoid talking about it in real life. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same way, just like how he did it on his comedy show. Like, I'm going to talk about it how I want to talk about it. And if y'all don't like it, okay, don't hire me. But I'm going to keep doing this and I'm still going to make money. Like, I'm still going to be able to support my family. And it's not even like I'm going to make money. It's I'm still going to be able to support my family with or without you because there's still enough people in this world who can accept me saying the alphabets, as he called it, you know, talking about the alphabets (laughs) and not being offended by it. And there are, like he said, I have friends that are alphabets and they're not offended by it because they know that I'm not speaking like in a in a in a derogatory way. I'm just telling jokes because the shit's funny, period. It's no it's no way around it. If I say the F word, if I call you the L, (laughs) but, you know, like he said, the T's don't like me, but I don't care. And so. All of that's funny. Um, I mean, as you as I've said before, you know, I've worked with Dave before. Like we have a couple of short films that I'm in with Dave. Um, You can't it's hard to find them. You had to have seen them. Um, I think you got to have one of those seasons of Def Comedy Jam where like at the end of each episode, there's a short film. Um, Me and Dave did Black Forest Gump together. That was in. When was that? That was like in 96, I think. Yeah, Dave was brand new. So like there's a, I have like a weird history with Dave. And, and anytime I've seen him at comedy clubs, he knows who I am. He always comes over. He always talks to me like a normal like, a you know, like a normal friend, like he's a friend of mine. Um, and at, that's every time I've seen him, even if I was sitting in the crowd at the improv and he just looked out there and he, oh, what's up, nigga? Like, you know, just on some random in the middle of his set, just realized that was me right there and just said, what's up to me? Um, when he speak, when Sarah Silverman said, uh, the when I seen, I, one time Dave walked up to me and he was so excited that he had went to Compton. It was me that brought him to Compton. I brought him to Compton for the first time in his life. <laughs> when he talks about <laughs> buying the weed from a baby, it was me that we you brought the, the baby. Weed from a- no, I'm not the baby. My homeboy, Kev, my homeboy Kev, who at the time was selling weed, he was like 14, 15 years old. And we pulled up on him and bought some weed. And he really sat and he was like, man, how old is this dude? He, he He's like a baby. And next thing I know, he had a comedy show and he did that joke. It was like, wow, that's crazy. Hey, baby. Baby, go home, man. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck are you doing up? <laughs> the baby said, I'm selling weed, nigga. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to buy two bags from the car. Let me get two, let me get two corners. Yeah. Got back in the car and rolled me a joint, man. So, that shit was scary, man. Every once in a while, like a crackhead would come up to the car and look in the window. It was like Jurassic Park and shit. He'd be looking on the car. <laughs> hey, get out of here, cracky. <laughs> that baby was still standing there, man. That's what then I started feeling bad again. Yeah, weed make you feel guilty sometimes. You know. Man, what is wrong with me, man? I have just bought weed from, a, from an infant. I can't condone this kind of behavior. What am I thinking? I can't let the fear ruin my morals. <laughs> Gotta do something. Hey, baby. <laughs> stop selling weed, all right? You got your whole life ahead of you. He said, fuck you, nigga. I got kids to feed. I said, God, <laughs> damn. 
Sam. He's talking about Kev. And it's funny because Kev used to be with Game. And remember when Game got in that shootout in New York and somebody got shot and paralyzed? That was Kev. You know, and Dave we bought speech. the weed on Trey Street, as a matter of fact. On Trey's <laughs> down block? The from Trey's on his block, down the street wow. from his house. <laughs> Dave, Shouts Trey, you Ke- a part Shouts of Ke- boy. Shouts to Kevin, man. You know Kevin. Yeah, I know Kevin. He always just had a hoodie yeah. and he smelled like dank. He always All kept the, the dank on him. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, that's we, what he did. He sold weed. Hey, Waz, I mean, Waz, you would only know that about game getting into it with 50 and they had that shootout in front of what, Hot 97 or something? And yeah, the I think one, it was hot. And the, and the one cat that got shot was Kevin. He had wow. never been in New York, and he comes to New York and gets shot in the fucking ass or some stupid shit. Shot, wow. like it was, shot and paralyzed. Yeah, but he got paralyzed. He got shot in the ass. Walk? Yeah, he paralyzed. He paralyzed. Jesus. So, I mean, and all of this shit is full circle, circle and we just talking about Dave Chappelle, but it, it's crazy that just that is all, it's, it, it can all be mixed up in the same little, like in the same little mesh of conversation in a sense. Yeah, to me, Dave, what, what he stands for is, you know, when he's talking about, well, me and my comedy homies, we have a lot more civil discourse than you can in the public, say on social or, you know, even in the media or whatever, like on mainstream media, whether it be TV or whatever. Um, I think what he's trying to say is like, you know, you need to give people the, the, the rope to, to, to offend you to get like, it's okay. If somebody says something you don't like, right. Um, a lot of times, (laughs) like I think about my own mom say, right. If you would talk to her about gay people or lesbian people or the concept of trans people, like if if like if people would to hear the words that would come out of her mouth in reference to those people. Right. Like it ain't going to be politically correct. She would be canceled on Instagram if she knew how to use it or Twitter (laughs) like she would. But guess what? It's it's incumbent upon somebody like me to actually have the conversation with her. Right. And be like, look, um. Here's why it's not the end of the world that two women love each other or this, this, that, and the third. But, like, you can't have that conversation if you go into it thinking, I don't want to hear nothing offensive. And I think that's what Dave is fighting against, right? Um, A lot of times it could seem, you know, and that's the only critique. And I think Amin has brought it up, too, in the past. Is like the critique could be like, well, that's very self-serving of you, right? Like, I should be able to say what I want. Fuck how people feel. Fuck this. Fuck that. You know, I shouldn't be held accountable for anything that I say. A lot of times it can come off as self-serving. But um, for me, you know, I think I give Dave the benefit of the doubt in the sense that I feel like he's trying to learn stuff. He's trying to get better, trying to get smarter. And yes, sometimes people are going to be offended and their feelings are going to be hurt and they're going to be disappointed that he's not 1000% woke on every subject on, you know, being gender non-conforming and non-binary and shit like that. Like, you know, that's just part of it. If, you, if you're being real with yourself, right? Like if you believe in Dave and his art and his intellect, then you need to be able to give him that rope. And I'm glad that, you know, that's, that's a flag that he feels like he should be waving because because frankly I agree with him like people should be able to say things that get on people's nerves I don't think that you should be able to do it over and over all the time but yeah but I I think comics specifically should be allowed to do that Uh, like to me stand up comedy and that's what you was talking about yesterday is a uniquely American art form right and it's a a form of expression and art that yeah, you're not going to like it all. That's that's the nature of art. It's subjective. There's art that you're not going to agree with, you're not going to like. I, I'm not talking about politicians. I'm not talking about educators. I'm talking about stand-up comics, right? And, and he, he definitely uh, got that. And then the other thing he said was, it's not that serious. The First Amendment is first for a reason. The Second Amendment, just in case the first one don't work out. It's <laughs> 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 pretty funny. But yeah, man, um, the other funny thing he did was he was smoking a cigarette. He points out, it's like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, as I stand here smoking indoors in America, what are they going to do? Kick me out before I get the prize? (laughs) This is called leverage, bitch. Um, He's, I mean, like the dude is, is, is a genius in his ability to unravel, unwrap human behavior, really. And... Again, the, th- the the thing to remember is, A, it is comedy, 
and B, you're 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 allowed to not like it without like you don't it don't have to be picketing or whatever. I'll give you a great example. I don't think Chris D'Elia is funny at all. I don't know why people think he's funny. I think all he does is kind of laugh at his own joke midway through the joke and kind of use different weird voices. And, and that's what he does. Like It's not for me. But I ain't going to sit out here and like pick it Chris D'Elia because his comedy is not funny to me. And I get people who say, I mean, but it's, his comedy isn't offensive to you and the way that Dave Chappelle's might be offensive to somebody. But again, like, there goes the beauty of choice, right? And the beauty of your ability to protest through your dollars, through your views, through your clicks, not through your think piece, so to speak. And the crazy thing, I mean, is that <laughs> as much as even Dave feels like he's having this battle or this conversation with people who, who are too PC, who are too this, who are too that, his last special broke Netflix records, right? Like any normal person, any normie that you talk to who isn't engaged with woke culture on the Internet loves Dave still wants to um, watch every single special that he does. If they have a chance to catch him at a comedy club, they're going to pay their hard-earned money to see him. Like, That's the funny thing about this this sort of meta-narrative, right? It's like Dave is winning. <laughs> He's winning the battle by far. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. These, I mean, I don't know anyone. I know people criticize it. I don't know anyone, any one of them who the next time he drops a special – doesn't thing. watch it. Exactly. They're not going to watch it. They're going to watch exactly. it. Exactly. I, I, I can tell you I've never watched Chris D'Elia's specials. I've watched clips and didn't think it was funny. And, mm, <laughs> I've seen clips. He has an Armenian bit that he does that my girl made me watch one time. Um, But that's about laugh? it. Did you laugh? Um, I didn't. I didn't I, like. I don't really get it because I'm not Armenian. No. <laughs> so like, I don't get like it. It's like an inside Armenia joke, like that. I'm just you know that goes over my head. It goes over really well uh, in Mid City, I guess. Right? <laughs> you know where little Armenia is? <laughs> yeah. No, it's in Hollywood, yeah, East Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is is Jerv here yet? Oh, I can't wait for Jerv to get on, man. I can't wait for Jerv to get on. Jer, you guys, I'm not even going to tell you guys why we're waiting on Jerv, but I'm going to tell you it's going to be one of the best stories you guys have heard on the pod. Uh, moving right along, the Golden Globes were uh, last Sunday. Ricky Gervais also pissed off a lot of people, uh, basically pointing out the hypocrisy of of many Hollywood types. Yeah. I believe that the, the specific joke that really – uh, turn people off was that you know Apple, you guys, uh, Apple Plus. This is the same company that has sweatshops in China and Amazon. He said, if ISIS had a streaming service, you guys would all line up for a show on it. Apple roared into the the TV game with a morning show, a superb drama. Yeah, a superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So... Um, and which point Tom Hanks kind of made faces and stuff like, oh, this Ricky Gervais fellow is not very... Really- by the way, I know Gervais is... Um- is is polarizing. I'm I'm completely pro I Ricky love, Gervais. I love Ricky Gervais. I Every love time him. he hosts the, the Golden Globes, I laugh. This whole one, he just did it with a. He does it with a beer every year, but this year he just kept saying, "I don't care. This is my last one anyway." Like, what are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I guess uh, you know, in a way, I know that that's a great opportunity for people to use a platform to talk about things that are happening in the world. And a lot of people talk about the bushfires in Australia and stuff, but he kind of has a point, man. Like you can't, you can't be woke and then, and then sign up to do content for awful human beings. No. I, I think that's, that's something that you're dealing with every day. Uh, when you, 
<laughs> because capitalism is so inescapable, it's like, all right, you <laughs> like everybody's a walking contradiction and everybody's a hypocrite, right? Like even somebody like me, it's like, I, I don't want to get an Android. Like, yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish Apple was making phones here in America and, and giving those good ass jobs to, you know, American citizens and all of that. And they were making laptops here and doing all of that stuff. But shit, man, I like I still I'm still really happy about these free Paul Georges that I got that were made in China in all likelihood in a sweatshop and all of that. Like it's tough, man. And and, and to me, that's the comedy of it all is that people can get all indignant. And then it's like, well, realistically, what makes you any better than anybody else? <laughs> Although, I mean, I like to think that I'm be- I'm a better person than like Dick Cheney. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? I mean, like, yeah, I don't profit, right? Like, <laughs> you know these, these are people actually profiting from this. I, I'm just yeah. consuming, right? Which, and, and, you know, and again, we should be mindful of the things that we consume, but um, I feel like we digressed. But, yeah, man, shouts to Dave. Um, shouts to uh, Gervais. I loved his monologue. I I, I just, I, I can't get enough of the guy. Like, his, like, people say, oh, he's so mean-spirited. I think that's. That's the best kind of comedy to me. So hold on, no, 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 because we're gonna move on to the Tom Hanks son, among other things. Oh I, God! Yeah. Uh, I uh, this is this Yo, is by the way. Real name I, is Chet. That's fire. That's really quick, I just want to mention one last thing that 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 he said. One last joke he made. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said, "This is a room some, in this room. Some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background. They all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. He's coming for you, taking all of you perverts. It's a big year for pedophile movies. Surviving R. Kelly, leaving Neverland, two popes. <laughs> Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the best part was where? What he? Oh, Harry said. uh once upon a time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. <laughs> it was so mad. <laughs> but anyway, so Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has a son named Chet. Chet Hanks, also known as by his mic name. Does anyone know what his mic name is, by the way? No, I don't remember what it is vaguely, but I don't remember. What is it? Chet Hayes. Hayes, who hey, it's uh, crazy because I thought that was his actual name. Then I read it again. It was like, oh, Chet Hank. I thought it was Chet Hayes, and then I realized I told my wife, and she was like, yeah, that's Tom Hanks. And it blew my mind last night when I really like looked into it. But, but this cat first arrived on the scene about seven years ago or so uh, when he did a cover of Black and Yellow called White and Purple because he was going to Northwestern University at the time. And uh, so uh, I guess people saw him at the Golden Globes and all of a sudden what unearthed over the last three days has been nothing but Chet Hayes talking in a fake Jamaican accent uh, everywhere. Big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes. You watching? Me feeling father Tom Hanks presenting and I watch soon forward come. Big up, tune in. And so the question I have for the room is, are we amused or should we be offended by this? I, I, I don't know how you can be offended. Offended, like I'm not even Jamaican. So like I don't even know how I could personally be offended at this dude's tomfoolery. And also like it, it's right in line with a lot of fuck up rich kid trust fund babies, right? Um you, the, like and there's any number of them. Um, Rich Hill comes to mind. Tommy Hilfiger's son, who's also a failed rapper. Like Rick James' kid was a terrible musician. Hey man, like, hey, put some respect wait, on so- Rich Hill's name. That's my dog. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be coming for Rich Hill like that, bro. I just posted a picture not too long ago. Of me and him up. Oh, you, you my- oh, you actually know, son. Yeah, that's my man. Me and him and Sycamore used to be back yeah. in the day. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know Tommy Hilfiger's son? Yeah, Rich Hill. <laughs> bro, used to throw the craziest uh, parties in Hollywood, bro, on the Wait, hills. Wait, you talking about um, Sycamore, uh, Travis Scott Sycamore? Yeah. He was, okay. with, he was with Rich Hill first. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I, I don't. I wouldn't say that. 
because obviously Sick was doing the mixtapes first, but then he got right. he got his A and R start with okay. um with Rich Hill and got Lex. You remember the producer Lex Luger? Of course. Yeah. Luger did a whole tape called with Limos Hill? with Rich Hill called Limos. Ooh. The reason why we have the weekend is because of Rich Hill. Wow. Okay, you're gonna have to tell the story. People, please. So uh Rich Hill ended up getting a deal with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And they were he did a very long interview and they were like, What are you listening to? Who do you listen to? He says, Oh, I only listen to myself and this kid from Toronto named The Weekend. And after that, Warner Brothers signed him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what was crazy about it, Weekend did the same thing and shouted him out. So the first time when we were kicking it, um with Rich. You know what I'm saying? He threw the craziest party. I'm not trying to get him in trouble, but let's just say that you know where you normally keep the sugar. It was it was the mother shit there. You know what I'm saying? And before Instagram, this is before Instagram. So like all the Instagram thotties was all there. Like every chick was there. You know what I'm saying? Also, you know who also lived with him? Bonnick uh, from Philly Most Wanted. No way. And Wait, who? So it was is the most random kick it ever, dog. <laughs> so um he would have all these joints there, like all these chicks, and then that's when Bonnick finally kind of switched over into the art. He's an Al Bazir now. Um, but he had just started gotten to that and, and he was staying with Rich and Sycamore was staying with him too, and they would throw these crazy ass parties and all the joints are there. But pretty much, long story short, that's how we got the weekend. The first time the weekend did the show in LA, he performed at the Hollywood Cemetery, which was kind of eerie as hell. I didn't know nothing about it. I was like, why are we at a cemetery? They're like, we're gonna see this guy. He has a mixtape out called House of Balloons. Um, and he's friends with Rich. And yeah, but and then Rich. It, it became like every time we would kick it, it became a therapy session. We would smoke weed, and he told me <laughs> how he like got hooked on um, painkillers at nine. He played hockey and broke all his and pretty much was breaking bones. They were like, um, pretty much like he got addicted to painkillers at nine years old. So <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. It's not, it's not funny. I mean, that's just, no, that's hilarious. Serious. This is scourge on American society, yeah. man. So, so pretty much, yeah. pretty much, you know what I mean? Like that's how he kind of got into the drug rap. Like you know what I mean? Like pills and shit. Because I didn't know anything about pills until like I start hanging around Rich, and I was just kind of like. What the fuck? Like, what is that? What would that make you do? What would that make you do? Like, I never seen somebody do hash with a blowtorch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it was all this shit I possibly Yo. could see. Oh my it God. was like, like hanging out with him, like the cool high for me. Then hanging out with athletes, and then hanging out with Rich Hill was like, nigga, this is like it showed me what entertainers was fucking like. The niggas that's out of here. We're like, nigga, these niggas is doing some whole other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could understand, like, I couldn't imagine being a in the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Because you have nothing to answer to but yourself. Like, go perform, fucked up, do what you have to do. And these yeah. niggas was just take all kind of shit. So you saying Rich Hill is like a lit? Oh, no, nah, he's... Yeah, but he's literally cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Did you like know that? him before? Did you know him before he had the the tattoos on his head? Now, because I'm just looking oh, on his Instagram no. and he's got like oh. he was already tatted. He was getting he got tattoos. The Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, he, now. he had everything. Bro. He used to dye his hair like Joker, bro, like purple, green. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But he was a cool dude. He never said the N word. None of that other shit. Oh, like good. I even asked him yeah. about the whole pretty low bar to cross, but that's good. But I'm just saying, you know, I even asked him about the shit about his pops being racist. You know what I'm saying? Because like I was, I was really. <laughs> you believe that? That was the internet um, rumor. Shit, yeah. But his pops was like really cool, and you know what I mean, like really down to earth type shit. You know what I'm saying? Was like, but it's oh, crazy. Trey, my nigga. But you know, when you, when you catch a rumor like that, you know, you kind of side with it automatically. Like, nah, your yeah, pops racist. Same. Okay, nah, I definitely ran with it. I definitely yeah. ran with Donna Karen saying on Oprah Winfrey that. And they, all they all did it on Oprah. They all did it on Oprah. Tommy, everybody went on Oprah and which is, denounced which is the bold. black community. It's bold hey, as know, hell. It's bold as hell that they crazy. would do that on Oprah. All right. right. Like, like let, let me just let me go to the biggest black show. Black voice ever. 
<laughs> and announce my and hatred for blacks. The craziest thing at that time, I wasn't a teacher yet, right? He came out with merch. This is the first time I really kind of fucked with merch. He had a um, a mixtape called SYLDD, right? And it was support your local drug dealer. Bruh, I'm so glad I didn't really heavy tap into the internet like that before I became a teacher. <laughs> I was wearing that shit heavily. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> great. Like S-Y-L-D-D. I would tweet that shit. Like I did a heavy scrub, but that shit was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy, No, nah, but Kev, when you, when you saw the Chet Hanks thing, how familiar were you with his existence. I wasn't at all. The thing is, is, I thought, I didn't even know that we were talking about him with the Jamaican accent. I thought that was secondary. He, you know, he, he, I thought we were talking about the fact that he thinks he can say the N-word. Oh, yeah, that's old, though. <laughs> I mean, we can talk oh, about okay. it now. We can talk about it now, but that, that, that was like, that was like, like five years ago or something. Oh, okay. Because, you know, he has a black baby mama. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the shit that comes to the shop that my wife does her hair. He he they 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 screw around like him and this this one chick. And you know she's a big old she's a internet BBW, and and she's super over the top. And like Ooh. I didn't know. Who, hold, on, hold on 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 hold on. Cap you cap 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 you moving too fast. Chet okay. Hanks, baby Chet moms Hanks is an is Instagram black. model. Black. No, no, no. The, no, the chick that he messes with now, now. is an okay. Instagram BBW. And she's black. And she's, su- and she's black. And she's okay. super over the top. Like, I mean, I'm respect to the BBWs the out there, though. We don't, no, no, we don't body shame sure. or discriminate. We're not, out no, we're not. We're, no. I'm we're, on his no, page no. right now. I'm looking. I'm looking. He doesn't have any pictures with his girl. No, yeah. he's not going to do that. That's not his thing. He's a rapper, right? Like, he's trying to put off this persona of being a rapper, so he's not going to put no chicks up. That's just not what he does. He, he's really trying to, to do, you know, like, like he really tries to do, he's really trying to be like a, like a trapper. And I don't see how you could possibly try to get that off, bro. You are Tom Hanks' son. He's been famous for your whole life. You know what the messed up part is? Tom Hanks' other son looks exactly like Tom Hanks, and he's an actor. And like he's actually right. like like acclaimed and stuff, and I was just thinking like, damn, it must be tough being Chet Hanks, man. Chet, but Chet Hanks been at this for a while though, like he's I really know. been at it for. No, but I'm I'm just saying it must be tough. Like, like yeah, I'm Tom Hanks' son, but I don't look like Tom Hanks. My brother does. I'm not an actor. My brother is. Come my on, brother is like critically acclaimed. It? How tough is it to be the inheritor of hundreds of millions of dollars? And- you don't know if he's gonna get that money. Oh, okay. He got he, all of that money and not have to deal with actually being famous and people bothering you when you go to the mall. Like, That's how true. hard could that possibly be, bro? That's true. Like, that he gets to that he gets to pursue a reggae career that is never going to happen. I mean, never like you got to go to work to pay your bills. This dude gets to chase his dream of becoming the next Collie Buds. Gets to, he gets to chase. <laughs> he gets to chase BB. He gets to chase internet BBW model. I mean, bad. seriously, I can't feel bad for Chet Hanks, and and you know, and yeah. the thing is, to a certain degree, he knows he's be- he knows why he's getting attention. It's because he's being ridiculous, and he knows that. He po- he posted uh, a screenshot from CNN.com says Tom Hanks' son Chet is filmed speaking patois at the Golden Globes and the internet is baffled. And he posted the caption: "Average citizens, damn, this is scary. I can't believe we're on the verge of World War Three. Let me check the news, CNN." And then you know he's doing the the internet thing. Or I mean, like, touche, honestly. No, he's doing internet patois for his patois. Yes, that's uh, he is. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Some guys named Eric Van Houten replies, you broke the internet, bro. Uh, it's kind of weird, man. Like, why? Yo, it's like, could you be friends with Chet Hanks? Let me put it that way. Let me, let me ask that question. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. Hey, without a doubt, I could be friends with him. And you know you know why I mean? because He's got something in common. Especially out in L.A., like, there's so many people who pretend to be, like, who pretend that, like, you know, 
I'm actually like you don't know me and you never heard of me, but I actually have access to like rich people, famous people and have money on my own. And, you know, I have a sick crib like there's so many people lying about that shit and he's actually living it. So, like, yeah, just off of the strength of that, of him actually living that real shit out here, you could be friends with him or I could anyway. And I'm sure you could, too, with me. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, I'd be that dude like, ah, he ain't all that bad. (laughs) I mean, hey, listen, if nothing else is, if nothing else for you, I mean, it's jokes. If nothing else. Like, I'm sure there's jokes. Hold on, Trey. (laughs) Yeah, man. He just sent me that picture, too. That's crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. <laughs> Shout out to the Rolly chain and the Rolex. Yeah, out there, out there. Oh that's, that's you know what you tell us where this picture was taken, Trey? This was in when Hollywood. Was it this taken and where was it taken? This is 2010 in oh, Hollywood Hills. Wow. undisclosed oh location. Ten years ago. Damn, Damn that is 10 years ago. That's crazy. Post that on the 10-year challenge, Trey. Go get you some on the Yeah, internet. yeah, get you some balls. Yeah. If it was Chet Hanks and you 10 years challenged it, oh, <laughs> It'd my be God. Cool. You would go crazy right now, bro, on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Thick with my but day he, ones. Right, <laughs> you yeah. got to wait for Rich Hill to get, go viral. He got to go viral this year, man. So, you, get him. Can, so you can yeah. post the that that but that, that weekend story that that's that's going in the hall of fame man that's a golden yeah story. it's so crazy dude like I, let me i need to find the actual article you, y'all gonna be dying dude support for black opinions matter comes from manscaped who is number one in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels rob you won't believe this man but like back when i was first you know, this is first going through puberty, first starting to grow things in that region. Um, believe it or not, I used to use actual scissors, scissors, like the sharp kind that seamstresses use because my mom had a, like a crazy sewing skit. So I used to use those really sharp scissors. Um, and even though I was being very careful, I came, man, closer than you would even think to catastrophic results, Rob. And so that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts, bruh, which is huge, because who wants bloody balls? Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you do your balls. That's just disgusting. Manscaped is also the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant that I happen to use today, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorants on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com at checkout. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BOMBOMB at manscaped.com at checkout. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BOMBOMB at checkout. This, this, hey, by the way, uh, Jerv is here. Uh, Jerv. So, Jerv, you, you, you were supposed to be on this pod earlier and then what happened was your 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 daughter had a basketball game and so you said hey uh <laughs> i'll probably catch up with y'all a little late um uh, thinking that it would end in a uh a regular manner or, or a timely manner and instead it went into overtime and they lost in a very peculiar way and you went off in the chat and i'm, I'm gonna just let the story to you tell us what happened today at the game man so they're up like 15, 13 in regulation. Their star player fouls out, right? And then... How long are these like quarters halves, by the way? Like how long is this game for it to be 15, 13? Uh, six, six, minutes, six minute quarters. <laughs> so six minute quarters, star player fouls out. Star player probably has like, I don't know, probably like 11 of the fucking 15 points, right? She fouls out with like a wild ass elbow to the face. And then it's like, she starts crying. This other girl starts crying. 
Like, mad girls start fucking crying on the court. And then all of a sudden, the other team scores. And it's 15-15. Boom, we in, we're in overtime, right? So, there's a three-minute fucking overtime. First minute goes by, nobody fucking scores. Second minute goes by, nobody fucking scores. It's about a minute 14 left. Now, mind you, the coach has not called a fucking timeout the entire game during regulation. So she calls a timeout with like a minute 14 left after the entire uh, parent section is screaming for a timeout with like 50 seconds of going regulation, thinking, why not make a, why not call a fucking, uh, why not call a play? Call play, call play, right? So she calls a timeout with like 114 left. And then whatever she designs, it's a, a turnover instantly. And then next thing you know, the other team gets the ball back. They shoot a shot, which, like, goes over the backboard or some shit, right? So whatever. And then one of the girls gets trapped on, on like, a press because now it's like you can press with under two minutes left. And the coach calls another timeout, right? Why not call a timeout? Except they don't have any fucking timeouts left. They don't have any timeouts left. There's two coaches on the damn bench. Why doesn't one coach say, hey, there's no timeouts left? She doesn't call any timeouts. One girl shoots the foul shots. Mind you, it's a it's a it's a JV basketball game. There's no announcer, so nobody knows what's happening. They, they just come out of this timeout, and all of a sudden the girl shooting foul shots. So the girl shoots a foul shot. First one's a brick, like I think it hits like the side of the backboard, right? So no chance. So we're like, all right, fuck it. She's not gonna make the next one. The next one is is so wet, it's beyond baffling. Like, that shit didn't even touch the net. <laughs> that shit dropped. Ah. It's a, so it's like a minute left in the game. And then it's just, oh, my God, it was so terrible. These little girls are crying on the court. And then she had the audacity to, at the end of the end of the game, the game ends 16-15, right? Stellar overtime, one point scored off of a foul shot, off of a technical foul shot. And then she keeps them for, like, 15 minutes after the game. Just She needs to just say, my bad. I fucked up. See you guys tomorrow. That's all the conversation needed to be. But no, she wants the whole court after the game and go over shit. You should have went over shit during the timeout when you when you had the timeout. Like she didn't even she didn't even use when you have an injury timeout. Like there was there was like five injury timeouts in this overtime. She doesn't even use them at all. Like the kids are just standing on the court. Me and this other dad, we're like screaming, run a play. Design something. This is a free timeout. But no, she went. So she has no timeouts left to call a timeout. Uh, I don't Jerv, Jerv, it's obvious. It's obvious what needs to happen, right? I need to coach the fucking team. Yeah, you guys, you and Thanks. the parents, you and the parents <laughs> need to need to um start a coup and basically get the woman ousted. Yeah. <laughs> Get it ousted and take over, man. You got. I'm sure you can get the support. Well, look, there's only two. Look, so dig it, right? There's only two black kids on the team, right? So, and I think the other, uh, the other. Oh, that's can't. why y'all can't win no games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I ain't want to go there, but yeah. So, I, I mean, I already caused the ruckus today because I didn't stand for the national anthem. So, all the white parents just basically fucking. Come on, bro. You still on that? Oh, bro. Come on, that dog. My nigga, we be in. Hey, that's like if me and Amin was. Hey, Jerv, do you be? Uh, I mean, uh, Amin, Amin, do you um, do you sit during the anthem or was? Do you take your hat off? So, 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 yeah. so, Trace. Yeah. So, what I do um before games is I stay in the media room until yep. the anthem is finished. I'm I'm out the room. I so that I don't have roof. to even uh, like, cause I don't want to deal with the looks of this or this, so that, that or somebody. That. Coming out of their face and saying, yo, I don't want to deal with it. So I just I like um, to stay in the media room. I like to talk. I don't like to be quiet. So like I'll be in the media room. I'll be drinking a little yeah, coke on the machine. Exactly. Talk to some people. Grab some popcorn. <laughs> watching the other game that's like wrapping up on the East Coast games. I do anything exactly. possible. Other, and then as soon as it's... And I try to time it right, to come out right when... The lights have come back on after the intros, because a lot of times like I don't, I don't need to see the intro. I've seen it, but it's a new arena. If I haven't seen their intro, I'll, I'll go out there to watch the intro. Have you seen I the Clippers it? intro this year? I can't remember. Nah. it's offensive. It's offensive. 
Oh, it's, it's, it's very Grand Theft Auto, right? It's hustling yeah, in, yeah. and it's, it's all it is. Street lights, not spotlights. Oh, yeah, they got they do hey. that. They got, they got like, a lot of those campaigns. Hey, it's, so, it's so crazy in Phoenix uh, because, like, they always have a different, obviously, a different anthem singer, but they remix the songs, bruh. Like, and I'd be like, okay, wrap this shit up, dog. Like, <laughs> but Trey, Trey, Trey goes out there too early. Trey's out there with his laptop open. Like, he's sitting there. They're still warming up, Trey be out there i'm like why are you rushing man like nah, nah I, I go after the anthem because i just don't want to i don't want to stand i don't want to take my hat off i don't want to get looks from people because i'm not following the crowd i just i just post until it's over man and then i, I you know go find my seat or whatever well yeah. I, i'm a fraud because I, I do that when i go to games and shit like i don't fucking you take your hat off Joe? no 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 like i'm not i don't even come out for the national anthem like you know what i mean because you know yeah i mean i go with i go with mark so i'm sick okay you about to you about to drop a you dropped your name okay i pick it back up now okay <laughs> i go with him so i'm you know you know where i'm sitting yeah I'm yeah yeah right underneath the, the basket yeah, so I go in the VIP section in the back during the anthem. Yeah, because you don't want to be front street sitting down with your hat on, black man. Well, not man. in Philadelphia. He, well, nah, fuck that. Nigga's going to rocky that nigga up. Nah, he, don't, he doesn't stand, and it caught me off guard. Before I got on it, it caught me off guard because he doesn't stand. So the first time, I was like, oh, shit, this man uncomfortable. Like, I, I'm with dude. I shouldn't stand. But, like, damn, I, I, I wasn't ready for that shit yet. So, like, now I just, I mean, I... I Sometimes I don't, but majority of the time I'm in the back. I, I get the free shit. I'm, I'm a, uh, I like my freebies, dog. So Kaepernick not gonna free- get you no jersey, dog. No, sure. I mean, <laughs> hey, dog, listen, I ride, no with ones. Bro, dog. I ride with my brother, dog. Hey, oh yeah, he is a cat. He is a capper. Nigga, new life till we die, my G. Oh yeah, that's oh, wasn't yeah. It your, did y'all yeah, have an yeah, anniversary? Your birthday, happy, happy birthday, Father's Day to all the bros out there, dog. Oh yeah, okay. Yo, not if that, not if I still can't believe you went back to school. <laughs> Hey, dog, listen, man, but I had to take a stand at the JV basketball game. Fuck that. I had to let him know what it was. Hey, nigga, this thing is the sickest parent, bro. Hey, your rant was just so epic, dog. I could not believe that shit. Uh, I was going fucking crazy at the game. Me and the, me and the, the dad next to me, we were going ballistic. We were like, because we're sitting there, we're like, yo, why are they shooting foul shots? And he goes, yo, they, they, you think they were out of timeouts? I was like, nah. It's twenty. It's twenty twenty. We all dead, right? Like we only call timeouts when we have them. So I'm that you know, fucking parent. Oh I walked up to the ref God. after the game and said, "Yo, what happened?" He was like, "Yo, the coach didn't have any timeouts." I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" He was like, "Yo, I haven't had that shit happen in a while." Yo, uh, speaking of things that frustrate us in twenty twenty, power came back, and I guess they they pretty much. Uh, clarified how this season or this end of the season is going to go. We're going to get a different retrospective of everybody's day on the day that, or the events leading up to ghost getting shot from different perspectives. And each week we're going to get somebody eliminated till we figure out who shot ghost. So this week it was Dre. Uh, and we hey, saw Dre's Dre- girl is buns. Oh, the British girl. She's terrible. You're not, fu- you're not, you're not uh, no, a fan of not what's her name. Nope. Mm-mm. What's her Not name? Used to be no. American girl, American yeah. Esther. Yeah, yeah. Esther. Estelle, my nigga. Estelle. <laughs> yeah, she is stale. Her and that weed, crunchy oh, as shit. That was. Yes. No, no, that's not. Is that was that no, Estelle for no. real? No, that's not Estelle. She uh, looks like her. Niggas is sickos. I was just. I but was that weed was terrible. She with her. That grill, the, she was horrible. No I, I did not no expect that to be his baby mama. Like, if you look at her, his child, that can't be your baby mama. Child's this too light skin, right? No, the baby's beautiful. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay, hold on. Slow down there, guy. <laughs> not sure I like where this is going. <laughs> hey, man, she's terrible, bro. You walk right by. I know I shouldn't have, but I took mad fucking notes, even though I know they're irrelevant. I have so many fucking questions. Give me, hit me, hit me. When when did Dre me come from London? Well, no, well, his girl is from London. Oh, she's from London? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, my fucking Damn, how high were you? (laughs) 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 He's like, where is Dre? Dre is British? (laughs) 
So wait, so so Dre's man that comes home is literally home for like four minutes, and this nigga used him as a fucking shield. <laughs> that yeah. was the worst. He's the worst. He's the worst cat of all. He's time, the worst bro. friend ever. My man, my man was so hyped to be like back doing shit. Like that was the funny. Like you were in jail for how long, and you ready to just jump right into this? Yeah, it's been a while. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Yo, it, it almost looked like he's like, basically Kermit from Peyton Fool, bro. Yeah, man. Yo, it's it's just it was comedy, man. The way he picked him up and used him as a shield. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like uh, Ahmed in, in uh, Austin Powers. I'm very badly shot, but I'm still alive. <laughs> But <laughs> uh Jared, what other notes you got, man? So Dre just gonna rob his mom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his then mom he took the box and that shit was trash. And, and his mom is rich, apparently. That's the other yeah. thing. It's like how are you growing up in like cause he's I thought he grew up in the same neighborhood as Go. I thought he grew up in Jamaica. He a new new. Um, I mean, oh, like from ATL? ATL, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's just faking the funk. Oh my gosh, Dre! Like, why? By though? the way, I heard. Um, this is a sidebar, but have, are you guys familiar with Summer Walker? Yeah. Um, she's yeah, like yeah, what R and B chick hits, now or whatever. Allegedly, I guess she she's like her story. Part of her story is that she used to strip and blah 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 blah. Right? I'm not making that up, am I? No, I, I, but, I don't know. Okay, so no, um, that, that's, her, I, that's part of her story. Yes, I heard through the grapevine that like she's from an like extremely rich family. Like <laughs> it's all just like she was in stripping because she had to. She was stripping because she wanted to. I guess she was she in love, love with she the life. Tell the story or she whatever. Had, she, had, like, she had she had love for the craft. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Sears Club once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Jerv. My bad for the interjection. Oh, no, that's cool. And that, listen, I, I ain't never been on the run. I don't know what that shit like, but I got one fucking question. Who stops? If you know you just hit a cop, you on a run, you got your IDs, it's you not- got a couple hundred large, who the fuck stops with chips and soda? Ricky, Ricky from uh, Boys in the Hood. Man, they needed <laughs> snacks for the road, Jerry. They could get that shit at the fucking airport. They was driving to Las Vegas. And get that shit out of state. Yeah. Well, they get yeah, driving. No. To, they get driving they, to Las Vegas is funny. Like could, this shit, it, like a 1990s movie. But also, he, <laughs> he couldn't York. even. He didn't even leave the city. Think about that. No. Like they couldn't even cross over to Jersey. <laughs> like, like 10 blocks away from fucking truth or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yo, uh, yo, to be Drake, fair, man, New York traffic is ridiculous, bro. <laughs> but he, he, seen, he did seem really calm shot, get, grabbing the, the snacks and stuff. Rooney's walking up and down the, the aisles. He's like, hmm, I might try this. <laughs> he looked like he was picking stuff that he hadn't had before, but he's always wondered about. Like, I wonder how this. Uh, this uh, these wrapper potato chips taste or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You gotta get the the Migos joint with a dab of ranch. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the fabulous joints is pretty uh, pretty good too. Nah, man, we off them joints. That's not my fab, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Jer, what what other notes you got from from the last episode? My other note was just a, it was just the Dre ain't shit. Like Dre just literally ain't shit. I knew he wasn't shit. But how the fuck do how does Dre get put in uh uh what's that the box I guess right yeah. excuse my ignorance I ain't never been locked up like that so I don't really know what that is but he's in the box how the fuck do these niggas all of a sudden have a detail or whatever it's called an assignment that allows them to go be the uh the uh, the dudes that wash the floor the and, shit. No, and, no. They got, and they got access to gasoline and a lighter. Yeah, like I thought that was a little a little bit of a stretch. I know like the implication is that one of the guards is is on ghost payroll and helping them out, but I just thought that was that was a little bit of a stretch. Hey, here's some so flammable. Dre, so so Dre's dead. Yeah, he's he's burnt up, man. That nigga better be dread, dead. Well, yeah, but they burnt up Fifty Cent, and, and yeah, he's a writer. He's a producer. He's Dre producing. Ain't shit. I just yeah. want to say, Dre, master, master class in snitching this episode. Just. You know, oh man, just a, a triple double fifty point night. Like he was just <laughs> on it. <laughs> He's a Luca like of, of snitching. Hey man, when we gonna talk about uncut gems, bro? I haven't seen it. 
Oh man, I like that one, brother. We'll do it. How about for next week? I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's worth it, bro. It's worth it. You guys are the people, uh, Watchmen, though. What's up? You are the people, Watchmen. Nobody cares about Watchmen. Bro, Watchmen been overpaid. Like two I'm months ago, I'm still getting teeth. I'm still getting tweets about it. Well, man. Well, guess what, man? Tell, tell them to go watch. Don't, don't fuck with cats. <laughs> Get back to. Oh, hey yo, that Luca was fucking nuts. Luca bro. Magnata, man. That's the hey. Luca Magnata, bro. Was a Photoshop king, bro. Oh man, <laughs> my man. I do a pod on that. I fucking Luca Magnata, bro. Hey, yo. hey, wait. Can we? Just real quick, before we get up out of here, uh, touch real quick on uh, what Charlemagne did. What did, did you did y'all see that? Oh, y'all didn't see that? Oh, yeah. No. I saw that shit. That shit was weird. Like, I don't get it. He gave DJ Envy a replica of his ass. Complete complete with a, a sack, allegedly. With is, is that really no, his not ass? allegedly. Or is it just... With his, just... With with the balls, I, it don't matter. It don't. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact that you even said it was your ass with the balls attached is a violation of everything there is. I'm just, I'm just more confused as to like, all right, it's whatever. Funny, haha. It's a joke. It's my ass here. But like, you're gonna have it in the studio as like something people are supposed to like slap on their way in. Like he said, he wants to use it as like the Apollo's like stump. See, I thought he was gonna, I thought he was gonna say have people kiss his ass. I, that's well, that's what, I what he said. He gave it to Envy. He said, when I'm not here, you here's my ass, so you can still kiss it. But I'm not about to give none of my homies a replica of my ass with the balls attached like that. No, like that's not have, even. Huh? If it, if it didn't have balls, you'd be fine. <laughs> No, I mean I know that it's just I'm, uh, I'm not. Uh, if it don't have the balls attached, then maybe you can say it's a a, a, a chick's ass. Man, listen. <laughs> but the balls attached, you weird. can't even you can't even front at all. Charlie from South Carolina. Yeah, man, from Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Shit, wild. Yeah. I just I just had to talk I had to mention that. I saw that and was like, what? Wait a minute. I don't understand. I, I watched like the first couple of seconds and when he started talking about it being his ass and MB's all fucking I, I had to turn it off. I was I was yeah. <laughs> that joint is like a mole a, 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 like a rubber or like a uh supposed to be like a real human mold. And it's heavy. It, it looks huge. Is it? Man, that shit But like is it, though? I guess I keep going back to it. But is it, though? Or is it just like a, a, like a rubber ass and we're going to make jokes about it? Man, the man said it's his ass. Yeah. It's, and it's black. <laughs> and he gave him lotion and told him to rub lotion on it. And he did it. So all of that, and then he's like, he's like, put some lotion on the balls. He was like, I'm, I'm not gonna put no lotion on the balls, dog. You've already rubbed lotion on this rubber ass. You might as well just like you stuck your finger wow. in the hole. Like, come on, envy. Then you wonder why the the other the other light skinned guy talks about you the way he does. Ooh, Ebro. Like, uh, no, Mero. Oh, bro. whichever one they, whichever one it is, like you're a weirdo. Skinny That's weirdo shit. Skinny jerk. Who's trying to skinny jerk? Not Miro. <laughs> whichever one the light skin one is. Miro's not skinny, man. Well, Damn, Jerry, how me. much? How much dick weight have you gained since the last time I saw you, man? Hey, man, <laughs> shit crazy out here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be right by the time uh, Cat see me again. Though don't even trip. Uh, would that possibly be the live show in New York? Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, March 29th. Is that right? Ocho, March 28th. March 28th. March 28th. From the the Toll House, right? Is that what it's called? The Bell House. The Bell House. They the make cookies at the Toll House. house. Yeah. So the Bell House, March 28th, in Brooklyn, New York. It's, we went to the last live show that we did in New York. It's the same venue. You'll remember it's really nice. It's intimate. Uh, it's uh, it, it's fairly accessible. Um, definitely everybody come out. 
support. Tickets are on sale right now for the Patreons. Uh, Full scale tickets should be within on sale within the week. As always, go to counterthings.com for links, or you can go to Jade's profile or any one of our profiles. We're going to probably be tweeting and Instagramming this information a lot. I'm really excited. Uh, if you were at the last New York show, you remember we had star studded guest list. We had Pablo, we had Bomani, we had the lovely Taylor Rooks in the house. Uh, this year is going to be no different. Uh, we're already talking about. Some really special guests that we haven't had before, uh, but big time movers and shakers. So definitely get your travel. It's, it's a lot, enough time for you to figure out travel, get cheap hotels, cheap flights, and um, and get ready because we're ready. Okay. And sorry, that, that's going to do it for Black Opinions Matter Monday. Thank you, Kev the Barber. Thank you, Big Waz. Thank you, Black Trey. Thank you. John Gervais, even though you're frustrated with your daughter's basketball coach. And as always, thank you, Rob Lopez, for producing. And thank you, the listener. Remember, share, like, subscribe, tweet it out, Instagram it out. Let us know when you're listening to this. It really makes a difference, even though you think that it doesn't matter. You got only one or two followers. It matters to us. Just tag us and throw it up there. And also be on the lookout for those live show tickets. This has been Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker.